From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Two people are charged in Columbus with killing an eight-month-old baby boy. ONN's Tracy Townsend has more on who they are. Savannah Dawson and Kyrios March Jr., The mother and her boyfriend are facing murder charges. Columbus police say they were called out to Hiawatha Street Monday night and found the injured baby. The baby was taken to the hospital where he later died. Court documents say an autopsy found that the child had multiple broken bones, a brain bleed, and bruising of the skull. The cause of death is ruled homicide. Both suspects are on the run right now. March is believed to have some ties to Michigan. I'm Tracy Townsend. New information is coming to light after a fatal shooting in a northeast Columbus suburb on Tuesday night led to a multi-state manhunt. According to multiple 911 dispatchers, 29-year-old Rodney Perry confessed to them that he shot his ex-girlfriend. ONN's Kevin Landers reports that it happened while police were just a few feet away. Prior to the shooting, surveillance video shows a Minerva Park police officer and a Mifflin Township police officer waiting in line to get their food inside Hothead Burritos. Police tell us the suspect told his child's mother on the phone that he would not go back to jail and would rather be shot by police. He also told dispatchers he had multiple rifles in his truck. Police learned he had a suspended concealed carries weapons permit out of Madison County. Perry was apprehended nearly seven and a half hours away in Concord, North Carolina. Police say he surrendered without incident. Police are declining to discuss a motive in this case until they learn more details. In Blendon Township, Kevin Landers. Police are investigating a fatal shooting that occurred Tuesday afternoon in South Central Ohio. ONN's Andrew Kinsey has the story. Chillicothe police say one man is dead, another in jail after a shooting near the Christopher Ann and Suites on North Plaza Boulevard. 23-year-old Hendario Juan Elmore Jr. was found shot at the scene and later died at an area hospital. Police say 28-year-old Marvin Woodfork Sr. ran from the scene. They later found him in the woods and arrested him. I'm Andrew Kinsey. Police in an Akron suburb are investigating after the body of 39-year-old Matthew Duplain of Canton was discovered on Tuesday. ONN's Stephanie Haney in Cleveland reports. The Norton Police Department says this situation goes back to December 30th when a man got into a car crash and then ran from the scene. Police searched the area but couldn't find him. The search picked back up and a cadaver dog alerted officers to the sewer grate near the intersections of Route 585 and 21. When officers looked inside, they found the man. I'm Stephanie Haney. In central Ohio, significant amounts of illegal drugs are now off the streets in what the Drug Enforcement Administration is calling one of their biggest busts in years. ONN's Lacey Crisp has more with Agent Michelle Spahn of the DEA. We talk a lot about fentanyl, and this investigation was more than just fentanyl. In fact, the DEA seized about 18 pounds of meth in total throughout the investigation. The DEA, the Ohio State Highway Patrol, and Columbus Fire served a search warrant. Agents found eight pounds of meth and some fentanyl. Two people were taken into custody in this investigation. Now, the DEA explains these dealers were selling right here in Columbus and have connections to the Mexican cartel. It was actually a bigger bust that we've had, say, in the last couple of years of methamphetamine. So uh, these are significant dealers. Lacey Crisp in Columbus. The DEA announced that 379 million deadly doses of fentanyl were seized in 2022. That's more than double the number of seizures the agency reported the previous year. Enough pills and powder were found in Ohio and Michigan to kill 19 million people. 
The woman accused of kidnapping two babies in Columbus last month was in court yesterday on charges she spit on a police officer in Indiana. Here's ONN's Yolanda Harris. Nala Jackson pleaded guilty in Indianapolis to a battery by bodily waste charge. She received a one-year sentence for that with 60 days to be served immediately and more than 300 days to be suspended. She's still charged with two counts of kidnapping for taking five-month-old babies, Kassan and Kair Thomas, and stealing their mother's car. Kair was dropped off in Dayton and Kassan was left in the car in a Papa John's parking lot in Indianapolis. Both babies survived. It's unclear when she might be extradited to Ohio to face those charges. I'm Yolanda Harris. A conservative state lawmaker from suburban Toledo who lost to a fellow Republican in last week's vote to determine who will lead the Ohio House as speaker said yesterday that he has the support of most of the members of his party in the chamber. ONN's Dave James has the story. State Representative Derek Marin of Monclova lost the speaker race to fellow GOP member Jason Stevens of Kitts Hill near Ironton in southern Ohio, even though he won an informal vote for the powerful position back in November. Stevens won with fewer Republicans voting for him because all 32 Democrats in the House supported him. Marin invited House Republicans who supported him to meet privately yesterday to discuss seeking changes to House rules to reduce the speaker's power and ensure that they're heard. Dave James, ONN News. Ohio's Democratic U.S. Senator is weighing in on the news that President Joe Biden apparently had classified documents in his possession. Senator Sherrod Brown says he believes Biden's situation is different than that of former President Donald Trump, who delayed and attempted to block the return of the documents. I think the president uh, needs to come forward and say what happened. I mean, to make the comparison with the former president hiding documents and taking them to a faraway location obviously is not similar, but all presidents should have to be held to a high standard, and that means President Biden needs to explain what happened and make sure that people understand it. Brown said perhaps there should be more oversight of classified documents. The State Highway Patrol is targeting distracted driving violators on an eight-mile stretch of Interstate 77 north of Akron. ONN's Carmen Blackwell has more with Jerry Nero, an ODOT District Deputy Director. ODOT says 2022 was a deadly year for Ohio roadways. And the goal of this corridor? To improve safety by reducing crashes, injuries, and deaths. Last year, there were over 255,000 crashes on Ohio roadways with 1,129 fatalities. Of those numbers, over 10,000 crashes and 31 fatalities involved distracted driving. Carmen Blackwell in northern Summit County. In northwest Ohio, voters will get to make their voice heard about the roads in their city in just a few months. ONN's Amanda Fay in Toledo reports. Road improvements will be on the ballot for Toledoans this May. These improvements were originally part of Issue 21, which failed on the November ballot as a mixed bag of amendments. The road amendment now stands on its own, and supporters say it does not cost taxpayers more. That's because the money would come from the capital fund. I'm Amanda Fay. The Cincinnati Bengals are gearing up for the playoffs and a date with the Baltimore Ravens at home on Sunday night. Here's ONN's Dom Tiberi. It'll be the third meeting of the year between the two clubs. They just played them this past Sunday. Bengals winning by 11. Quarterback Joe Burrow says the pressure is what he lives for. You know, it's do or die. That's, uh, that's where you like to be. You know, in those moments, I feel like is where I kind of make my best plays. It's just where I'm comfortable. And you know, these, these moments are moments that you remember. I'm Dom Tiberi. 
and an exciting development in the recovery of Buffalo Bills player DeMar Hamlin, who collapsed on the field last Monday after suffering cardiac arrest during a game against the Bengals. ONN's Dave Holmes has the story. After nine days in two different hospitals, finally, DeMar Hamlin going home to see his family. Hamlin was released from the Buffalo General Medical Center after completing a series of medical evaluations. The doctors at the hospital checked Hamlin out for any cardiac and neurological issues. Everything looked good, so they sent him home. It's been a crazy journey journey for DeMar Hamlin. He almost died on the field during a Monday night football game and now the road to recovery is well underway. So what's next for the Buffalo Bills safety? Will he play again? Hamlin's Buffalo Bills will play the Miami Dolphins this week in the opening round of the playoffs. Obviously DeMar Hamlin not going to play but he will be cheering pretty loudly. I'm Dave Holmes. Special thanks to our affiliates WTOL-TV in Toledo, WKYC-TV in Cleveland and WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.